the podcast and the podcast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, I have a very special guest who's a friend of mine who had the opportunity to meet in Medellin, Colombia. I'm actually currently in Quito, uh, Ecuador, just crossed over a few days ago. Uh, but while I was in Colombia, I had the opportunity to meet up with uh, Gregory, our guest today, and he actually attended my Digital Nomad Mastery workshop, my one-day workshop, which I do in different cities as we're traveling. So Gregory is actually an expat, originally from New York, uh, New York City in the US, and now he's moved over there to beautiful Medellin in Colombia and South America. And uh, we're gonna be finding about his move, about uh, what he likes and doesn't like about Medellin, about tips for moving there, and also about his work and blog. So Gregory, uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you wanna share a little bit more about yourself. Okay, hey, um, well, as, as, as Rick said, I'm Gregory. I'm originally from New York. I've lived in a bunch of places in the States, Atlanta, Los Angeles, uh, and right before coming to Columbia, I lived in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So um, I've also lived in Barcelona, Spain, which I love. Uh, I lived there from 97 to 2001. Um, I moved to Colombia 65% because of a woman I met and 35% because I suspected that life for me would be easier in Colombia. And that turned out to be true. Uh, I moved to Manizales, which is a small city in the, the department of Caldas, and um, I love it. I loved it, uh, but it was small. So uh, two years ago, I moved from Manizales to Medellin. And yeah, um, so I was right. The relationship didn't last, but that 35% proved to be correct. Life for me is easier in Colombia. Uh, I don't call myself a digital nomad because I stay in one place. I live in Medellin year-round. So I refer to myself these days as a digital expat. Maybe that works. Uh, a year ago, I came across a guy, an, an American at a party, and I said, well, what do you do? And he said, I'm a, I'm a digital nomad. And I had no clue what that, what that was. So I'm new to the term, um, but life for me works in Colombia. Sounds good. I can definitely see why you, uh, you know, uh, immigrated there or, you know, stayed there as an expat. Amazing city, one of my favorite cities in the world and definitely one of my favorite cities here in South America. An amazing base and a hub for digital nomads, for expats, for travelers, partly because of the beautiful uh, climate. Uh, you know, the, it's called the City of Eternal Spring. It's funny because uh, I'm here in Quito, Ecuador, and if you're just watching, uh, if you're listening, make sure you watch the video version because it's freezing here. I actually have to wear a jacket because we're high elevation up in the Andes and it's actually super cold. Uh, they don't have any heating and uh, I'm actually uh, rented out a hostel here and there's no heating. It's a beautiful hostel, but uh, okay. unfortunately I got to wear my jacket when I'm inside here. So. Uh, I love Medellin because of the climate and, of course, uh, the cost of living. Uh, when I crossed over from Colombia to Ecuador, uh, Ecuador, they use the U.S. dollar, and already I'm like, oh, man, uh, in Colombia, it was so cheap, taxis and hotels and hostels and buses between cities. And here in Ecuador, already I'm spending U.S. dollars, and it's, uh, it's not a lot more expensive, but definitely more expensive than Colombia. 
so I'm curious to know, um, you, you mentioned the 35%. Uh, what made you actually stay there now? Like, tell me about the factors. So I mentioned, for example, the climate, cost of living. Uh, what are the factors for you that have uh, um, made you stay or uh, caused you to stay there? Sure, sure. That 35%, which is now the 100%, um, for me, it was one language. I spoke Spanish, and it was easy for me to find work, easier to find work in Colombia because I had a niche. I had a specific skill, which was I was a native English speaker, so I could teach English. And in addition to being a native English speaker, I was fluent in Spanish. So I could work as a translator and interpreter. And those were um, ways that I could augment the slight dollar income that I still maintained. Uh, and of course, the cost of living, the, the exchange rate. When I moved to Colombia in September, it was September 12th, 2013. If I remember correctly, the exchange rate was $1 equal 1,925 pesos. Well, right now, $1 is right about 3,000 pesos. So I remember the first apartment I rented cost in dollars, um, I think $267 a month. <laughs> or probably even less than that because I think right now I have a nice apartment I don't have furniture but I have a nice apartment and it's the equivalent of yeah it's the equivalent of about four hundred dollars and it's apartment that it's, it's an apartment that would be fifteen hundred dollars in New York easy easy yeah it is pretty remarkable uh we were in a few airbnbs we stayed in medellin for about a month uh in different suburbs just to get a feel of the different areas we stayed in lorella sel pablado el centro in Vigado, and we really loved lorellas that was probably one of our favorite areas mm. not as uh thirsty as el pablado and not as many foreigners definitely more of a local vibe uh tell us about uh what area of medellin you uh you've uh, settled in and why do you like that area so much well, I live in a neighborhood called Simon Bolivar, which is just a little bit above Laureles. So basically, I'm connected to Laureles. I stay away. I stay away from Poblado. I don't only I only go to Poblado for meetings <laughs> or or events. And that is it. I really like Laureles. Uh, I just, I, and, and my neighborhood is quiet, it's, it, it's, it's tranquil, um, and there aren't a lot of Americans, there aren't a lot of expats. When people talk to me about living in Colombia, uh, I first say, yeah, I don't, I don't mix, I have some American friends, but I don't, as a rule, um, mix with Americans or look for Americans. To, to hang out with because, I mean, what's the point of being in Colombia if all I'm gonna do is, is surround myself with Americans? I'm in Colombia to become Colombian. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I live in, I, I, I've lived in this neighborhood for about 
six months, Simon Bolivar, and it's not that connected, it's not that close to the metro, but there are buses that go everywhere, everywhere I want to go. Uh, and so, you know, I feel like, I feel like a real native. I'm, 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 I'm going native, basically. And, and that's, <laughs> and that's the, and that is um, the nice part about living away from a touristy area. I love the term going native or going local. So tell us also about some of your struggles and challenges and difficulties. Maybe tell us about some of the things you don't like uh, because often on social media or you're blogging or on online, you see all the good stuff. But tell yeah. us uh, about beneath the surface. What are the stuff you don't like? Well, um, you know, I, I have to make comparisons between the two cities, between Manizales, Colombia, and between Medellin, Colombia. Manizales, is a small city of about 400,000 people, and Medellin is a big city, I would say about the size of Baltimore or, or, or Philadelphia. So, Medellin, so there's a, there, are, there are big differences between the two. One of the challenges for me, not necessarily something I don't like, but one of the challenges was finding an apartment because 90% of the properties for rent in Medellin are listed through rental agencies. And rental agencies want a whole lot of paperwork that is difficult for me as an expat to provide, uh, especially working digitally. They want a work contract and they want references um, and they want um, basically references from people who own property. So, um, as you can imagine, you know, being two years in, being two years in Medellin, I've been in Colombia for four years and in Medellin for two years. So my, my network of, of people is not that extensive and I don't, I don't, I don't have, I, it, it, it was very difficult for me to meet the requirements for renting an apartment in Medellin. On the other hand, Manizales, 90% of the properties for rent are private owners. So you meet the private owner and you, you provide, you know, documentation and it's renting is a lot easier. So that's the big difficulty that I had in Medellin was finding an apartment. Uh, other than that, other than that, you know, before I came to Columbia, I lived in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is a city of about 65,000 people. So I'm a New Yorker, but I really got used to living in small cities. So Manizales um, was great for that, a city of, of 400,000. Medellin, not as big as New York, so I'm comfortable here. Uh, I compare New York to Bogota, and, and I don't want to live in New York, and I don't want to live in Bogota. But Medellin is a comfortable um, midpoint between a super big city and a small town. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great hybrid. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful city, and I can see why so many people 
for me, uh, I think traffic was one of the issues. Uh, you know, the, you get these crazy rush hours, uh, especially if you're trying to get from point A to point B uh, around the rush hour mark, you're kind of stuck there. So good thing that uh, Medellin actually has a, a great uh, public transport system, especially the subway, the metro, and uh, even the cable cars. Those are pretty phenomenal. Uh, so I'm curious to know, what kind of work are you doing? Uh, it's obviously low cost of living, but uh, you need to pay off the apartment, pay for food, etc. So what are your different income streams you're currently making over there at Medellin, both okay. offline and online? Okay, sure, sure. Well, I'm a writer by trade. Uh, I've worked in just about every field there is as a writer. And right now, I'm a freelance writer. Uh, I have uh, an independent project, which is based in New York. I'm writing a biography. Uh, so I've been, uh, it's a four contract work. Um, and so that's one source of income. Um, and my other source of income is my blog. Uh, I started a blog, and it's, it's, I said my other source of income. <laughs> That's stretching it a little bit. I just started. It's called Grupo Amos on Colombia. Um, and I expect it to be my main source of income. Uh, but right now, my, my income streams are that biography project, which is dollars. And I teach a little bit of English here and there, and I do translations. I have clients all over the world, uh, in Asia, in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, uh, and in the United States, so, uh, and also in Colombia. So I get a mix of incomes from the translation work I do. And one of the great things about being in Colombia is that I don't need that much income and I have the flexibility to focus on my projects like the blog, which eventually will um, earn me more income. But for example, if I was still living in the United States, anywhere in the United States, because Lancaster, Pennsylvania has a low cost of living, I would still have to scramble, get an extra job, um, night work to make ends meet. And in Colombia, I don't have to do that. So I have the luxury of turning down work I don't want and um, the luxury of being able to focus on projects that may not earn me a lot of money right now, but in the future will. So that's the plan. Sounds great. And, uh, you know, you have this blog called On Columbia. Uh, tell us about the different topics and themes uh, that you're covering on that uh, website. Sure, sure. On Columbia is basically, or basically provides a 360-degree view of Columbia. Uh, I'm writing it for expats and for Colombians. Uh, it's kind of like... I lived in New York, I lived in New York, and I never went to the Statue of Liberty. So as an expat, I do some touristy things, and I'm able to provide Colombians with kind of a new perspective on their own country, as well as give expats information about a place they may want to visit. So I say a 360-degree view of Colombia, the people, the lifestyles, the careers people have, what they do for what they do for work and play, 
literally 360 degree view from 5,000 feet to 30,000 feet. And uh, I'm very proud that I had a guest blogger, um, a, guy, a friend of mine, Christian Medina, who moved to Manizales. And so he wrote about why he moved to Manizales. Uh, well, that I translate all my posts into Spanish and I put them up on the blog in Spanish as well. And the city hall of Manizales picked up the blog. They promoted it on their Facebook page and it may even get published in a Spanish speaking newspaper in Manizales. Uh, and so that has been my most popular post to date on that one post alone. I've had more than 8,000 visits. Um, so I'm really excited and happy about that. And it goes to show on Colombia is for expats and Colombians. Great, great story. Thanks for sharing that. So, uh, Gregory, uh, you're based in Medellin. Uh, you've lived uh, in Colombia for about four years. Yeah, you have a whole bunch of different income sources. Curious to know about your future. Um, where do you see yourself? Uh, are you going to stay in Colombia? Are you planning to move to another city in Colombia? Uh, return to the U.S. maybe uh, for a few months a year? Or tell us a little bit about the vision going forward in terms of the next few months, years, and beyond. Okay, okay. Let's go months, years, and beyond. Um, I'm not planning on moving. <laughs> I actually don't like moving. And so I have decided that until I'm ready to buy a house, which I do want, I want to own a house in Medellin, I'm staying in my apartment. Uh, but then for the next couple of years, one of the things I would love to do is become perhaps a Colombian nomad, I would like to get a motorcycle and travel Colombia by motorcycle and write about, blog about every little town in Colombia. Uh, so that's what I see for maybe um, the midterm future. And, you know, I always travel to New York once a year, uh, my family's, my, most of my family's in New York, all of my family's in the States. So usually for Thanksgiving, I go to New York. I don't necessarily need to live in the States, uh, but you know, uh, I have occasional trips. A long range plan I would love to do is get, acquire a motorcycle in New York or in Lancaster, Pennsylvania and ride the motorcycle through Central and South America to Columbia. So I've got lots of plans, and, and a lot of those plans include movement on two wheels. I love motorcycles. Yeah, I, I love motorcycles too. I, I did a lot of it when I was in Asia before I got married and had kids. Uh, just uh, you know, exploring Thailand by bike, Vietnam by bike, uh, Indonesia, East Timor, and then I had a massive accident. Uh, I was actually uh, riding my motorbike in East Timor from Dili to the other city. And as I was riding, a goat came right in front of me, boom, hit the, hit the goat, uh, you know, flung off the motorbike. I actually still have scars. Um, if people are watching uh, the video version, you'll see the scars. Uh, road oh. rash. That's road rash. Um, so wow. it was actually a rough accident, and luckily I survived. And uh, thanks to God that I actually uh, am here today to do this interview with you. But uh, <laughs> motorcycles are amazing, but unfortunately, they're not the safest uh, motor transport in the world, are they? 
Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. And I recognize that, but I still love them. I still love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm curious about the visas, too, because you've been in Colombia for four years, um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people want to move as an expat to a new country. They always have that barrier, uh, the visa barrier in terms of investment visa or maybe a spousal visa or a tourist visa, business visa, investor visa. Uh, tell us how you did it. How did you come? And how have you stayed as a, in terms of visas? Okay, okay. My case might be a little particular because um, I was sick in the United States. And part of this is uh, why I end up becoming a digital expat um, or digital, a digital nomad. I could no longer work a full-time job. The last job I had, last full-time job I had, was with a law firm as um, a communications marketer. And it was just too much pressure. Uh, and I developed, I developed um, uh, an illness, um, very, very similar to bipolar disorder, nervous, um, I, maybe we could say a nervous breakdown. So as a result of that, I collect disability. Now, disability is basically considered a government pension. And because I have a government pension, I'm allowed what they call, um, it's a TP7 visa, uh, but it's basically for uh, retirees. Uh, even, even though I'm not retired, it's um, a guaranteed in income so source of income from from a foreign government, that, and that is what allows me to stay in Colombia. Uh, it's a year visa, and so I renew it yearly, and after five consecutive renewals, I will be eligible for Colombian residency, and that is my goal. I wanna be an official Colombian resident from, from that governmental uh, immigration standpoint. Did I answer your question? <laughs> awesome, a very unique situation, but uh, you know, uh, congratulations uh, uh, for getting it, and uh, uh, soon you'll be uh, a local, uh, mm. not just an expat, mm. uh, so to speak. Uh, so to end off here, um, what advice or tips would you give to someone who's maybe thinking, uh, they might be thinking of coming to Colombia uh, as a tourist, or in business, or as a digital nomad, or as an expat? Um, any advice you'd give to that person who's maybe watching this now, listening to this now, who's thinking of Colombia? Well, um, the advice I would give is don't listen to stereotypes. Don't listen to stereotypes. Colombia is a fantastic country. Uh, it's safe. It's friendly. The weather is great. Uh, but sometimes I miss the cold. But anyway, that's a, that's a, a, side, a side issue. Uh, so advice I would say is is come to Colombia, come and visit. Uh, there, there is such eco-diversity, um, beautiful towns, um, beautiful uh, vistas. It, it, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. And so, you know, lots of people, especially Americans, we have a tendency to have blinders on. And we say the United States is the best country in the world. And, and the majority of, of Americans have never been out of the country to experience 
other countries and even make a comparison. So, you know, my advice to anybody is just get on the plane, get on the plane, travel, get out here uh, and, you know, uh, learn, learn as much Spanish as you can uh, and, 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 you know, greet everybody with as much Spanish as you can and you'll figure it out, figure it out along the way. That, that's how I do everything. I figure it out on the fly. That's, that's my motto, Greg Amos, on the fly. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, build the airplane on the way down. Uh, so uh, to end off here, Gregory, how can people connect with you? How can they reach out? How can they uh, read your blog, follow you on social media, connect with you? Sure, sure. Um, I'm easy to find on Facebook, Gregory Amos, A-M-O-S is my last name. My website is Grupo Amos on Colombia. The URL for that is www.oncolombia.grupoamos.com. Grupo Amos is G-R-U-P-O-A-M-O-S. And that's basically my umbrella company, Grupo Amos, and that is the entity that sponsors the blog on Colombia. I'm also on Google Plus, um, Instagram. You can find me at Gregory1271, um, Pinterest, Gregory Amos or Greg Amos. And, and typically, um, if you look for a picture with me in this hat, it's me and you found me. <laughs> love it, love it, love the hat and love your interview and uh, th thanks for your insights today. It was great having you in the show, Gregory. It was great to meet you in Medellin and it's great to reconnect here on the podcast and I look forward to staying in touch and meeting up again someday, maybe in Medellin or somewhere else in this beautiful world that we all in inhabit. Thank you so much, Ricky. It was great meeting you. Uh, it was great participating in your workshop. And now it's great being connected with you. Thank you for this interview. Um, and yeah, yeah, I look forward to, to be continuing in touch with you, uh, connecting with your, with your, with your viewers and, and, you know, uh, and um, also having you on my soon to be launched podcast, uh, the, the On Columbia podcast. So you, I promise you, you're going to be my first interview. Awesome. Looking forward to that. And then, you know, uh, for everyone who's watching and listening, uh, once that goes live, I'll actually have the link below. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see it right in the YouTube description. Or if you're listening on iTunes, they'll be right in the show notes. And uh, make sure you connect with uh, Gregory. I'll have the link below to his website, his blog. And if you have any questions at all about anything to do with Columbia or uh, life as an expat in Columbia, make sure you reach out to Gregory. He's definitely a great uh, source of info and insight and experience and expertise in Colombia. So thanks, Gregory. We'll catch up with you soon. Take care, Ricky. Safe travels everywhere you go. Thank you. Okay. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.